from the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, a very pleasant good morning to you. Hi there, uh, sports fans. Uh, nice to see you here. You're looking well. It's a, it's a holy day. Kind of like a holiday, but a holy day. Holy day. And it's the 4th of July. Adam Bergstrom, I can remember when I was a wee lad, I used to celebrate the 4th with a 5th. <laughs> but, but no longer. Oh, yes. Yeah. Uh, good morning, Adam Bergstrom. How you doing, kid? Super groovalistic, prosopunk staccations. Really? That good, huh? Must get that better. On, must <laughs> must get better by Wednesday. Either. How are you guys doing out there in La La Land? What's What's new? Good, considering it is La La Land, and uh, the great governor of California is giving everybody back. Two hundred and seventy-five dollars oh. to make up for all of the extra expenses we have. Isn't that wonderful? Two hundred and seventy-five dollars oh. as a debit card. Well, good for you. I mean, I wonder how much that's electronics. Co- I wonder how much that's costing the taxpayer because <laughs> California, <laughs> the government of California, is, is broke as all the all of them are. So I wonder where they got that money. But Gavin has also decided that the United States is very slow on global warming, oh. so he's dedicating billions of our taxpayers' money to fight global warming and the rising sea levels that's going to sink California into the sea at any minute. Even though I've been (laughs) near this beach that has been here, it hasn't come up one inch in 50 years. You know, we posted a thing on Facebook and they, they, they censored it, but it was a picture of the Statue of Liberty 100 years ago. And they have a, and there's this kind of pedestal where it sits on, you know, and you can see, you can see how far the water is from the, from the top of the pedestal, and it's exactly the same as it was a hundred years ago. I mean, so then Facebook, you know, they censored it. Oh no, man-made global warming. Check your local temperatures; they are going up. <laughs> One TV station, news station, actually claimed that 95 percent of the poles have melted already. Oh, really? I think there's a lot of delusion you going think? on in the world. <laughs> Adam Bergstrom, these people just make it up, don't they? They don't care. They just make, make they just make stuff up. They just don't care. You know, they just don't care. It's crazy. And people believe it. That's I know. what's scary. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Do you run into people out there that believe this stuff or do you you guys stay kinda of close to the vest there where you where you live? Where the what? Do you do you run into people that that believe all this stuff, or do you kind of stay close to home and and not mingle out? Yeah, too we much? stay we stay definitely <clears throat> close to home. Yeah. And now they're picking on the farmers. We have a. <laughs> this is a perfect example. You can't read it, but I'll I can tell read you what it. it is. Let me see. Let me put you up there full screen. I'll read that. Uh, um, Basically, yeah, Eby's garden. the headline uh, is Ebby's Organic Farm Pushed Out. They're taking the organic farms hmm. and raising bills. Like, this, this, for years, they paid $450 or so for their water bill. Mm-hmm. Now, suddenly, in one month, they jump it up to $2,400. And, uh, of course, they're driven out. So, what they want to do is get rid of the small farmers and bring in the corporate farmers to take over. Really? Boy, in California... Yeah, it's really used, sad. They used to be such this a guy, great... Uh, we've actually bought from this guy at the market. He's right next to our potato guy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they used to be really cool about organic farming 40, 50 years ago, right? You guys were the belly yeah, they, of the beast out there. 
And the organic farmers here, we've got to know a lot of them. They're really, really good people, but they're being victimized, you know, driven out. They're real estate, putting in uh, apartment buildings and condos and things and driving them out. Hmm. Boy, and this water thing is going to be a big deal coming, moving forward, isn't it, Adam? It's, it's huge what's going on with water, man. Big, and they could save it. They, it's total waste here in California. Total waste. Yeah. yeah. There's no reason to have any of this. They have so many techniques to get it. Even simple things like they do in Bermuda, just change the roof structure. Uh, have water tanks like you do. The water tanks have all been taken out. No one, no one seems to care about that. The water level's gone down so far. The wells can't even reach the water anymore here in Montecito. Only a few of them. A lot of the people's wells are going dry. Yep, and they want brown water now. They want us to drink sewer water. <laughs> and they want to run, run the pipe out in the ocean. <laughs> oh, and dump it in the ocean. Yep. It, if it breaks, if the sewer water breaks in the ocean, it's already bad, you know. Uh, I think the beach up here in Carpinteria is the most toxic in California for sewerage, raw sewerage. Dumping right into the ocean. Yep, right here at East Beach in uh, Santa Barbara, I believe. It's really bad, that's really bad. That's not good. That's not good. Since I first moved up here, it was so pleasant to swim, and now, you know, you have to they watch on on rainy days. You have to watch for the runoff and all that. They warn you, and blah, blah, blah. Boy, maybe we could just put them all in a C-130 government people and just fly them some island and just dump them off, you know. <laughs> I'd like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? You guys just, you know, just stay out there and do, do something. I also read where um, Newsom is doing a whole, whole another thing with the truckers in California too, making their life more miserable. Boy, they really uh, want to stop this food from coming in, don't they? They're really on. I, I think it's no trucks you can own uh, before 2000, something like that. And all kinds of gadgets have to go on it and certification, more licensing, blah, blah, blah. Wow. Yeah, they, they're doing everything to make it tough for the individual and make it painful. Yeah, for the private trucker or the independent trucker, right? Isn't that crazy? Even here in a rich town like Santa Barbara, 21% of the people are food insecure. And now they have something called behavioral wellness. You know, if your behavior isn't right, like if you don't like vaccinations or something like that, must be something screwy in your head. <laughs> Are you going to be like a, a behavioral unwell person if you don't take the, the injection? That's right. <laughs> That's right. A anything, you know, anything you don't follow and you disagree on, yeah, our individuality is gone. In fact, by the way, there's. Uh, it seems that uh, Independence Day has been canceled because there's a shortage on independence. <laughs> the supply chain must be uh, messed up. Yeah. But you would think there'd be enough awake people, not woke people, in California to vote these loonies out, but I guess not. Not many. We, uh, <laughs> we meet very few, even at the farmer's market, but we do have certain friends now that we... We commiserate with about the problem and the sheep bots. So the so the woke thing is is kind of in the in the water or the DNA or the air out there in California. I mean, it, it it's really is crazy land. 
Well, it's weird. You know, the left, when I was a hippie, used to be about freedom. Let's do it sure. in the road. We mm. don't need a government. We don't need any of that. Now, they're the worst. Look at Noam Chomsky. Cut people's food off if they don't get vaccinated. This guy was supposed to I be know. for I know. Uh, no government, like a government, you know, and, and uh, he criticized government. And now that's about as government as you can get. Yeah, he was Sticking really things in your arm. He was really cool 50 years ago, Chomsky, you know, he was talking, he was. he was talking some good talk. And now he's just, man, I don't know what got to him. Ooh. He was really good about exposing propaganda <clears throat> and how it works. One of the first ones, uh, I forget his co-author in the famous book he wrote, oh, The Manufacturing of Consent. Hmm. But now he's, he's in it. He's always been suspicious because how could he keep his job and his tenure at MIT for all these years right under the nose of the, of the One World Order? Yeah. Right under their nose. Yeah. I've lived in Boston. I was a cab driver there. And... Uh, I pick people up right at MIT all the time. Yeah. You know, MIT may have some some good points to it. Maybe, you know, Stephanie Senoff, I mean, she's really radical about these GMOs and glyphosates, and she's still with MIT, so... She's still, they still let her... Ev- evidently, they've got some people up top, Adam, that, that have got a little bit of, you know, brains working, and I don't know. You know, MIT works. She won't give up. She's on MeWe, and she every day she posts something. Really? Yeah, yeah. I really admire what's, Stephanie. What's her latest thing now? What is she talking about? Uh, just about everything with vaccinations and what they're doing to us. Yeah, she's right in there in the forefront. We see her on MeWe uh, every day. We post there too. Uh, what we can't post at Facebook because <laughs> right. you can't say the V word. Even climate change, yeah, you can't boy. say. No. And uh, I got one time I said the Indians got driven out by the white devils, and I got taken off Facebook for a <laughs> while on that. You can't call whites white devils, and I you know. can't call anybody anything to do with race or ethnicities, forget it. So I, it makes you nervous to say red man or black man or a white man you be because careful, they're man. watching you. <laughs> Put you in jail. You know, um, I posted um, a Sesame Street thing. Where they were giving, um, you know, that puppet, whatever his name is, a shot, <laughs> and it was actually pro-vax, right? Pro-vaccine, because but it was a cartoon, and I thought it was interesting. I said, brought to you by the National Communist Television Network, Sesame Street, and then it got flagged <laughs> for, you know, visit the COVID nineteen information center for vaccine resources. So they're AI. They don't even know the difference between if you're pro or against. You just use the word. No, right? they don't. <laughs> you just use the word. They're bots. And some of the people are bots, too. Oh, yeah. I think most of the <laughs> They people, don't know the difference. I think most of the people are bots. It's, it's just... Yep. Boy, old man... Uh, what's his name? Um, 1984 guy. What's his name? Who's that? Nin- 1984. Um, um, who wrote the 1984 book? Hmm. Um, not connecting. You know, 1984, when he talked about... Uh, oh, oh, yeah, George Orwell. George Orwell, George Orwell. Yeah, the name wasn't yeah. in my consciousness. Or oh, George is just dancing wherever he is. He's just going, well... <laughs> I told you so. I told you so. <laughs> and he was... I mean, it's been a long time since I've read that book, but he he was so on it, wasn't he? He's, he just... He called it all. Yeah, he's called it all. 
then a, a medical uh, nemesis by mm. even Illich. Yeah. He was on way back then because think of it, whether you're a communist, a fascist, uh, a democratist, whatever you are, if you're in Russia, you get treated with chemo if you get cancer. If you're in China, you get treated with chemo. If you're in deepest Africa, you get treated with chemo. South America, United States, everything. How did this happen? How did one medicine take over the world when socialism couldn't, fascism couldn't, but medicalism it did? Yeah. The medical police state is a worldwide phenomenon, and it is the real problem. That's how they take our freedoms away. We're protecting public health. Whatever happened to private health? Yeah, public health, boy. And WHO... Public health is a very dangerous concept. There's no such thing as a concept of public health. There's no such thing. Yeah, I guess that's that whole socialism commie meme under the guise of we're all one and all that, which they they started 20, 50 years ago it's it's just turned into a cattywampus relationship with other people and um, how, how would you say, it? how they want you to believe that you're responsible for the other person, right? And that you're responsible for the other person. And we're not, we're just not. I mean, it's crazy land when you go there like that. Very dangerous concept that uh, there is a public health. Yeah. It's individual. The individual is lost. As long as you don't hurt anybody, it's like, uh, what is that uh, man you interview all the time? Richard Mayberry. He's, he's got the right idea. The one that says, basically, uh, if you just don't hurt somebody else and you take care of your business, and that is what you want. Yeah, his two laws... Uh, do all you have agreed to do and do not encroach on other persons or their property. And you do those two and you're good. No, you're good. Yeah. And that's not what happens. Here in California, they want a right away. You know, someone wouldn't sell their house for the freeway down in L.A. So they broke in his house and shot him. <laughs> and then, of course, they got his property. That's the kind of stuff that goes on here. That happened about 30 years ago, by the way. So this is a long time thing. It started mainly at the time they brought all the Hitler people over to the United States. The Truman administration was really the dullest administration. And that's when medicalism took over the world right then. They already had planned to do it. And that's when we formed all these secret organizations, the CIA, the, uh, all of the other spy organizations. There's about 20 of them. And the, the medical uh, thing out of Harvard. Hmm. Harvard runs the world at this point. And, and uh, here's Stanford also in California, hmm. part of Harvard. So they, it was a well-planned thing, this medicalism Ivan Illich talked about. That really, yep. yeah, wow. They figured that he predicted. He said it was happening right then hmm. already. He saw it, and it happened before that. They, they've had plans to do this since the days of Benjamin Rush, but they didn't have the power till the Truman administration when they really got it. Now, Rockefeller Medicine was a big step, but not until the Truman administration did they truly take over the world. If you went to China, you didn't necessarily get chemo. You might get acupuncture. You might get shamanism in Russia. You might get different types of theories but now 
it's chemo or whatever heart disease it's stents it's hmm. whatever whatever medical uh the medical hierarchy decides it is yeah yeah Stat, stents whatever they you know and high blood pressure uh, pills and yeah, they really got tight control over all of it and as you know they they have a thing called standard of care that if you have a license and you don't do the standard of care which would be whatever stents or statins and they, they'll take your license away you know take it away right all drugs should be free you know what I mean they, they should that would stop the whole thing it's just like if heroin and all those drugs were free there'd be no market for it and the same with pharmaceuticals if there was no profit motive they wouldn't be giving us vaccines and everything like that take all their money away from them <laughs> or, or don't take the the profit motive away take away the right that i can't make a pharmaceutical and sell it or you can't or someone else can't it's only certain people that are approved by the government can sell a pharmaceutical thomas size went into that uh, the whole thing drugs should be free that would stop the whole thing. Just stop it, cold, tur- cold turkey. If you'd like to be on the show with us, uh, we just kicked the Trip the Light Fandango a couple times a month with Adam. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is the email address. And the telephone number is 888-663-6386. Adam Bergstrom is a longtime researcher. He's been at this health stuff for, what, 50 years or so, Adam? 50 or 60, a long time. And long time. Long Since time. high school. <laughs> Since high school. And... Uh, and Adam's got 80 or so Christmases under your belt, don't you? Yeah. 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 And, um, and then I've you, been young a very long time. You've been young a long time. And you can call 888-663-6386 or email. Adam has two websites, solartiming.com. There you go. Solar Timing. And that's where you can go and get all of the e-books, right, Adam? That's where the books are. All the books. And you got lots of books. And then also Sunsink Nutrition, which is, uh, uh, that's the pay site for mm, almost 100 bucks, and you get for a lifetime prescription. And he's got all kinds of stuff there. And um, that's on Sunsink Nutrition. So if you'd like to join the show, you can call. It's a holiday, so I hope you're going to have some Fourth of Julie things, hamburgers, hot dogs, whatever. Um, I've been doing, I've been doing some Coffee enemas at the shunt of liver cleansing time. So that's pretty fun. Uh, Adam, tell everybody what the shunt of liver cleansing time, what time is that? Well, it, uh, large intestine time is from 5 to 7 in the morning, and it has several shunts. 5 to 7 in the evening is kidney time, which is a shunt. And also... Uh, Let's see. Uh, the twelve hours, Sean. I was thinking of the twelve hours from liver cleansing. You said that yes. that was a good time to do a, a coffee. That's animal. the best time. That's definitely at two time. two p.m. Right? Is that two p.m.? Yeah. Well, you know, no, that's that's liver time. Liver. The best time for a kidney thing is is actually kidney time, which is colon time. Oh, oh you're targeting the liver, though. Then yeah. you're absolutely right. If you're targeting the liver at that point, then you want to do it in the afternoon at small intestine time between one and three. One and three. So that's what I do, and so I, I have to time it because daylight savings, you know, the hmm, the monkey time they made up, and then it's 30 minutes difference out here in Dripping Springs. So it's 3.30 is total 
conjunct to my liver at 2 a.m. cleansing, right? So that's what I do. That's kind of fun. And, you know, start right on time just for fun. So you tell, okay, Mr. Liver, here we go. And then I have a red light that I shine on my liver while I'm doing it. And, you know, one thing I found really interesting, since uh, going on a heavy meat thing about six weeks ago, um, I can now take in like 16, 20 ounces of coffee and just hold it. I mean, forever. What's up with that? When I was doing a lot of carbs, I couldn't do that. I wonder why that is. Hmm. Hmm. That's an interesting phenomenon. I don't know. Not hold. Yeah, it just kind of <laughs> goes in there. And I never could hold it that long, so it's a long time for the coffee to be. So the coffee goes in the portal vein, right? And, and does things to the liver. Is that what's going on? The cat- that is its main connection with the uh, liver, with hemorrhoids. All of that is are associated. In fact, I got rid of my hemorrhoids by cleaning my liver. Because I was having all kinds of problems. Because the big fat mouth, I would say things <laughs> involving the anus and get in trouble. Yeah. I wished Richard Nixon a case of hemorrhoids to my draft board. And then I found out I had hemorrhoids of after course. that. Got to be careful, man. So you have to be careful what you say. <laughs> what you think. Interesting. So how is the liver uh, in conjunct to the veins and the arteries and because that's what hemorrhoids are, isn't it? A weak vein down there? Basically, weak uh, weak circulation system. Uh-huh. That's why oranges help quite a bit, too. Vitamin K helps. Other things are involved. The, the liver likes everything from sugar to uh, vitamin C to bioflavonoids to naringin. There are, are a bunch of phenolics that are good for the liver, and uh, they're in food. Mm. So the liver likes the little cleansing things, and I guess you can keep doing those a lot. I don't know. Have you done any lately? Yeah, uh, we also, what people forget is building the liver, and that is done at 1 to 3 in the morning. That's a good time to meditate or to be in the delta sleep, because that's when you get the maximum glycogen reaction out of the liver and build it the best. So you build at 1 o'clock and then you cleanse it at 2 a.m., right? Mm-hmm. Right. Cleansing is the time the liver goes to the bathroom. <laughs> so, and liver time is the time the small intestine goes to the bathroom. They're reciprocal. Right. So why wouldn't you, to do a, a coffee enema, if you wanted to really get geeky about it, go ahead and just wake up and do it right at liver time rather than the 12-hour shunt. Why is that time more... And what you said, told me long ago, that it's better to do it at that time in the afternoon. Scientists think astrology is uh, is basically not true. And uh, there is truth to how the planets and how the sun and how the moon affect us. So uh, if you have, uh, uh, at certain times of the day, you have different angles. Now, the angle is so important that people forget that. When we're dealing with 90-degree angles and 180-degree angles, and we align with them. This has been known since the time of the, the Greeks when they did triangles and did geometry. Hmm. But the angles are so important that, say I take a hose, you'll notice that if you raise it a certain amount, you can get the furthest. But if you go too high, you get it goes back the other way. And this way, you go there. So in the morning, you have the 45-degree angle of the sun, 
which is the maximum time for vitamin D. Not necessarily when it's at the top. It starts at a certain angle and goes through certain angles. And the angle is very direct. It's very exact if I hold the hose up and I hold it a certain way. How about sharpening the knife? You put a certain angle on the knife and you get a sharp knife. You go over or under, what do you get? A dull knife. Mm. So the angle is extremely important and it's called angular momentum by scientists. And they don't want to admit that the environment has an effect on us. They want to say it's in genetics. So chronobiology was taken over by eugenicists back in 1960, particularly, where they said, all the timing is in your body. You have already incorporated all the gene rules and everything that happened uh, a thousand years ago is not relevant. It has to go back 10,000. All the sun and the moon and everything is inside your body. And that's what you control. So you can go in a cave or any place like that. And the environment has nothing to affect you whatsoever and of course anybody who knows do you not get a different feeling if you're in the middle of manhattan versus yosemite national park or out there in the hill country it's a lot the environment doesn't affect you is what they're saying which when you think about it is nonsense yeah well we are part of the environment right we are we're just connected with it which is why we can help it to rain when we want it to we can, we, because we are the environment, the more we identify, the more we can live any place. But most of us, uh, they don't do too well. Like if you go to, uh, I just saw a 14-hour uh, Russian TV station uh, 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 show called The Ancestral Land uh, about these people that leave the village and go to the city. And uh, this one poor guy had to do two German concentration camps. And then when he got back to Russia, they put him in prison for 25 years because he didn't have any ID. Hmm. So he was a vegetable by the time because he had to he had to get up in the rain and work every day in the snow, get frostbite and all of that. So the environment affected him more than when he finally went back to the ancestral lane and it all worked out happily at the end. But we go through these things and if you're strong enough, in fact, he got his strength in prison through uh, a priest who told him that you have to have faith and you have to have patience. Patience makes you strong. And so he became strong. That's how he survived. But all in all, it's a lot nicer out there in Dripping Springs. Uh, I don't think you'd like to live in Manhattan. I lived there for a while. It was exciting for a while. But then... Where's the green? Where are the trees? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and each, um, and as you, as you know, I mean, each state and each country and, and each city have their own state of consciousness, right? And they have their own karma. Every city's got their own karma, and uh, every country has their own karma. Like this country was born 246 years ago today, and you could probably look at a chart of, <laughs> of the, uh, an astrological chart of, you know, July 4th, 1776, and tell you a lot of things. A lot of astrologers have mm-hmm. analyzed it. Have they? You know, the civilization can be so uh, different. If you take uh, a bushman in uh, Australia, and how do you say hello? You ask, where are you going? 
And the person, the answer to it is, uh, I'm going southwest. And if you can't answer that, you can't communicate. Where is, a, there's an ant on your southwest leg. Uh, there's a, uh, uh, there's a bird to the west. They have no left and right. It's either going to be the west or the right. So they know at any second exactly how they're oriented in the field. Hmm. If they're in a closed room, they know where north-south is. Take an average American. Do they know where your north and south is? You may because uh, you're in yeah. one place for a long time. Feng Shui, all of that. They actually, uh, I've done that. But if I go in a strange building, I don't know where, where north-south is uh, if I can't no, see of the course. sun. Yeah, yeah. They do. And we put Think our about those primitive people who sailed across the Pacific, 6,000 miles, and they learned every wave so they could go to Hawaii and back, memorized it so they could go back and forth. Crazy. Columbus had no clue compared to these uh, Hawaiian Islanders and Fijians who did that kind of traveling. Yeah. Unbelievable. And a canoe. <laughs> it's fun being connected on the, on the directions. Like when we built this house, we put it on a... On a uh, so the panels would be facing um, east, south, east, right? Which is the maximum exposure for the sun doing this thing, you know? And then I can watch the clouds now. And you can tell as we're getting better on creating some rain, you get it from the, from the southeast. Um, and that's, you know, that's the Gulf, the Gulf of Mexico. And that's where the, that's where the rain comes from, you know, generally comes from. We're getting a lot more clouds today, too. I think it's going to rain again. I know it is. And you know why I know? Because I want it to. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Because I want it to. I like that idea. I've seen that a lot. Yeah. When Adonis Lay used to initiate people, they had to create the rain to be initiated. And I've seen clear blue, out of clear blue skies, rain materialize within a half hour. In fact, a storm out of a clear blue sky once and other times also. You know, the idea of us asking God for something, in my opinion, is such a misunderstood idea. I think that we are connected, Adam, with God, with Spirit. And when we want something and believe we can have it, and we know we can have it, we're utilizing Divine Spirit going through us, and we don't really create it, but we do. We're we're kind of, we're right, we're in the mix. That's like when you did the your uh, uh, elemental song and all that. You know, we're not the juice, but we are the receptacle to create what we want and not asking somebody to give us something because we're good. That's, that's the big lie. That's the big lie. <laughs> that's true. Uh, we have a direct connection. Yeah. And we don't need, see... Religion always says you have to have a priest or someone to interpret. Of Same course. thing with medicalism. Of course. You need oh, yeah. a doctor. We <laughs> know our own health. If we go within, we can know exactly what made us sick. Right. And we're responsible. Yeah. We did it. Yeah, boy, that's the that's the whole, that's the challenge I think too, with this um, woke socialism thing. To get back to that, it's just the opposite. They, the woke people, want to blame everything on somebody else. You know. With Biden, he's blaming the uh, the Russians for high gas prices, and nobody bought that one. So now he's moved on to the oil companies. Nobody buying that one because he he stopped pumping, and now he's blaming the gas stations are charging too much. You know, I mean, they they just you know, or inflation same way, inflation on the Russians, and nobody 
Adair would say, well, the central bank did create $6 trillion in new dollars in the last two years. Maybe that could be the reason why the prices are going up. They just, they can't do it. You know, they just, they can't do it, can they? they just come up with a fiction. Yeah. Whatever yeah. fiction, whoever they can blame for whatever's going on, they, they always need a scapegoat. Yeah. And that lack right of... Now Putin is it. He's the major world scapegoat. And, and you know, that, that idea when we don't want to take responsibility for everything, which I think we have to, if you understand how we create a reality, then your life is just going to get worse. And worse. And worse. Because you... Just have to find somebody new to blame your problems on, rather than saying, "You know what? I think I created those cancer cells." You know. And it's a tricky thing when you take responsibility. Then a lot of people get guilt, and that's not the way to go. The thing is to just concentrate on how you got to where you are mm-hmm. and how you can get out. Yeah, how you can and change. Not saying guilt. Oh, if I'd only done this. That's gone. No, it's gone. It's time to do what you do now. <laughs> Live now and change it now. I like the way you say that. That's gone. There is no... Guilt is probably the most, wow, unproductive, dumbest thing ever, isn't it? And it's built into our subconscious, too. you got to be careful because it's easy to fall into it. But it is a waste. Easily. Yeah, it's a waste. You know, I talk about who's the matter all the time and really it's us the who is in within us mm-hmm. we have basically need to be extra exercise of the who <laughs> but when people take responsibility too quickly oh it's really me there's religion involved because there's guilt involved it is who out there but it's not them that did it it's what we think of them or how they're affecting our life they might be doing perfectly normal they're putting yeah. in their farm next to yours and it takes your water away and they're just doing their thing and you blame them and they don't feel guilty about it and maybe they're not even a lot of rulers of this world uh there but for fortune go you and i you know it's really easy to get into that and put the blame game on people but ultimately we can free ourselves by how did i get here and now i'm going to take steps to reverse it what happened what's going on, and really objectively look at it. Yeah, that's the key, isn't it, to be able to look and see, okay, well, you know, I did that. Hmm. Well, maybe maybe I shouldn't eat that anymore, or maybe, I don't know, maybe I shouldn't think that way anymore. Just change it. doesn't matter. Nobody cares what you did in the past. Nobody cares. <laughs> Just change it. Boy, that's where religion really jumped on the guilt thing, didn't they? That's what really have carried them for eons, boy. Even without experience, Wu Dang Chen used to really criticize experience. That's what gets in trouble. It's been my experiences that businesses do poorly in a recession. Yeah, that's what gets you in trouble. Then you're going to do it again because you're going to have that idea in your mind. And every time there's a recession, you do a bad business. Look at the Kennedys. They made money during the stock crash. That's how they made their money. Sure. Whether it was an inside tip, like some say, or whatever, Yogananda did it too. They bet against the market at the time, and the Kennedy fortune was made, and so was the Yogananda uh, fortune. Oh, made. I didn't know that with by Yogananda. He was a stock dude, huh? They made a lot of money. Yeah. Well, he had a he had a he had friends in high places and stockbrokers. Uh, including uh, what was uh, the, the successor to Yogananda 
was uh, a millionaire when he was uh, 18 or 19 years old. He took over an insurance company. There's a statue to him in whatever city he did that insurance company. But he gave it all up to become a uh, Swami and uh, the successor to Yogananda. A Swami Wami. (laughs) Swami Wami. Adam Bergstrom is here. Patrick Timpone, OneRadioNetwork.com. Oh, OneRadioNetwork.com. I turned off the wrong microphone. And uh, we'll be back. We'll do a little break. If you'd like to join us, you can call 888-663-6386. A lot of new people are listening today because I guess they're off work. And uh, we put a little quote up on the front page this morning. How little do my countrymen know what precious blessings they are in possession of and which no other people on earth enjoy. Thomas Jefferson. This, this, you know, this whole, this whole constitutional democracy thing was a very new idea uh, that the Founding Fathers put together. They really did. And, uh, you know, yeah, we lost it long ago somehow. We just let them take control of it all. But we'll see what happens here is maybe they're just going to fall down to the ash heap of history and we'll do it anew. We'll see. If you'd like to uh, participate in the show, PatrickOneRadioNetwork.com. We've got the biggest sale of the year on Shen Blossom products going on right now. 18%. The final day. 18% Shen Blossom. Promo code One Radio. You've heard me talk about um, some of the Shen Blossom products, and they've got some good ones, whether it be ginseng or shisandra, goji berries, uh, the, um, um, the medicinal mushrooms, uh, all kinds of things for digestion, just a plethora of really wonderful products, Shen Blossom. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have Brandon tell you about one of them. But this is 18% off. It's July 4th, one more day. I th- well, through uh, midnight tomorrow night. So, midnight tomorrow night. So, um, check it out. I think you'll like the products. Couldn't be a better time to try some of the things that we've talked about. The digestive bitters, um, the little thing in a container and you put a powder in your palm and, you know, eat that. And, oh, I was going to find the seaweeds, uh, some um, misos. Uh, detoxification things. The um, Arise formula for sexual stuff. I had this thing. Oh, and then the Hoshu Wu. Yeah, we talked about kidneys. This is all-time thing for ho- for kidneys. Hoshu Wu. Previously with our friend Brandon Amalani of Shen Blossom. A good example of this also is like the Hoshu Wu formula. Mm. That is, um, mm. That's a new one that came out. It's, it's really good because it's a blood builder. A lot of people don't understand that Hoshu Wu is actually toxic if it's not prepared correctly. Um, so I wanted to come out with one that not only features the Hoshu Wu as the king herb in the formula, but it's prepared of a minimum of 14 days. Usually we try and get 20, 21 days of cooking it. So you can think of it as like it's in a slow cooker with black beans. Huh. Um, and it's basically just cooking down and deactivating some of those liver toxic compounds. 
So we do use that as like the bulk of the formula, but we basically put a lot of like mature ginseng root, like in our root extract, we have the fermented hydrolyzed pearl powder, reishi stem, and that's got shuri hong, which is like a Romania type family. We got both the prepared warm stuff and then the cool stuff to kind of balance it out in the sense so it doesn't become sticky. If you get a good quality hoshiwu that's properly prepared, it definitely has some invigorating qualities to it and makes you feel relaxed, but yet fully vigorous and energized. Now, that's the kind of hoshiwu that you would like, right? Really nice products, as you can hear. If you'd like to order hoshiwu or the other products, click on Shen Blossom right there on the front page. OneRadioNetwork.com Use promo code OneRadio and for today and tomorrow only that's the last two days we've been running this sale all weekend promo code OneRadio 18% We mentioned the Arise he's got the Aka Hinoki Blood Purifier Detoxification boy that thing you take four drops of that and you can feel it kind of running through your body it's a, a major trip um, let's see, what other things does he have? He's got an extra virgin olive oil that is really creamy. I had that one time. Shizandra and uh, goji berries. Gold noni honey from Hawaii. And the Grotein Protein Nutrition Powders, uh, powders with, um, what's, uh, what's the stuff that the, the, uh, koala bear eats? You know those guys? Yeah. The, Number one ingredient. Bamboo. <laughs> it's a tripper. Can you imagine? Bamboo. Bamboo for protein. Hoshi Wu, we talked about that. It's got some beautiful knives there if you want some knives. 18% off on everything today and tomorrow. A turmeric formula, mountain detox, midnight minerals, take those before bedtime. Really super products on Shen Blossom. 18% off promo code 1Radio. And then, then, then also, Brandon, he's doing a 18% off on this uh, Blue Shield. 18% off today and tomorrow on Blue Shield EMF. Really nice product. Previously, we were talking with Brandon about the Blue Shield EMF device and he says it goes out 90 yards in all directions it's an omnidirectional field that if you think about a huge sphere that's expanding that's that's essentially what the waveform pattern looks like oh that's cool so it's putting frequencies into the body and then how does that work in relation to electromagnetic field that's coming in in the walls and the windows through a cell phone tower down the street. Yeah, so the cell repeaters and Wi-Fi and all this electromagnetic radiation in, in the um, in the environment, people mistakenly think that this is somehow going to act like a shield and block the radiation and make it not appear on any kind of tri-field meter or any measuring device. And that's simply not the case. It's more of a, an energy medicine, so to speak, where it's it's stimulating the bodies at the cellular level to create a cellular response to make all the individual cells much stronger and more able to adapt to the EMF stressors. So that's number one on the physical or the somatic level where the body's experiencing a decrease in stress from electromagnetic fields. If you're interested, you can click on the Blue Shield ad on the front page of One Radio Network. Use promo code One Radio, or also contact Brandon through his website there when you click and he'll give you more information. Front page, Blue Shield, EMF protection device on oneradionetwork.com.
18% now, so, sorry, probably said 10%. 18% off today and tomorrow, July 5th, July 4th and 5th, 18% off. So that's a good deal. Tomorrow, Tom Luongo is going to be here. These crazy people in the financial world, they're doing everything they're doing, it appears, is just stupid. I mean, it's just stupid. And they did a whole thing that Biden administration signed beginning in January of this year uh, with the gold derivatives for all the big banks. That thing is imploding, and it's called, um, uh, like J.P. Morgan has $60 billion in derivatives of gold thing, that that thing's going to explode. So there's going to be some really fun things happening in the world of, of, uh, of economics and finance this year, and it's going to be big, bigger than anything that we've ever we've ever seen. So we're going to talk to Tom Luongo about that, and that's going to happen tomorrow at, uh, I think we're at noon. We let Tom, we let Tom uh, sleep in, and uh, that'll be noon tomorrow. Tom Luongo, OneRadioNetwork.com. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Indeed it is, Adam Bergstrom with Yes, No, Maybe, Chronobiotic and nu- Nutrition. So that's what the um, um, the whole idea of chronobiotic nutrition is about the angles of the sun at a particular time, right, on a particular food, right? The angle. Right. There's all kinds of effects like the Takata effect. It's well known that the environment gets activated just before sunrise. Uh, Hmm. You get all kinds of effects like that have been investigated. Uh, We have uh, we we switch dramatically uh, from uh, oxygen being the predominant element during the day to nitrogen at night. At first, I thought. uh, Adana was teaching me Texas Tai Chi to stay awake at night, and he used nitrogen for night, and I thought he was just making a pun. But indeed, when the red rays of the sun hit the oxygen in the air or the atmosphere, the nitrogen, boom, just dissipates. You can find this out in weather channels and studying weather, that it's a very real phenomenon, very dramatic changes. And... Uh, the atmosphere is so important to plant life that there's even a mechanism called CAM. Like people wonder, if I eat a strawberry in the afternoon, it's a vine, why can't I eat a pineapple? It grows right on the ground beside it the same height. But indeed, the pineapple plant and the cactus plants, which grow really tall, right? Uh, why would you eat those uh, at night? Because they would burn up in the hot sun. So they do their photosynthesis at night, at night. with an extra, they have an extra uh, carbon atom that proceeds to, d- to do that because they don't want to lose the water or they don't want to lose the carbon dioxide. So plants adapt to the environment and how it works and they have different ways. That's why your cactus family, uh, for fruit at night, you would eat dragon fruit, which is, grows on a cactus. You would eat your uh, cactus pear. And you would eat your pineapple. Those are all nighttime fruits. So there are fruits at nighttime to eat too. So when we cross over to one, two, three, four o'clock in the morning, when I get up and looking for a snack, <laughs> which I'm up a lot, what's well? Would we be on morning time or nighttime? 
morning time or night time? You're actually in the morning time as of 12.30, okay. right after midnight. So the morning time is the longest time because it lasts from 12.30 to 12. That's 11 and a half hours till the high noon oh. that you get to eat morning foods. And so, of course, the higher it grows, the earlier it's better. But that's not that important. Yeah. In other words, obviously a pine tree and a palm tree grow very tall. So those are better early in the morning. And an orange tree is not as tall. They're really good at spleen pancreas time. And indeed, the spleen pancreas are our uh, lymphatic system. And if you think about it, the breasts are big lymphatics. <laughs> of course, yeah. And so yeah. the orange is well known for clearing uh, hmm. obstructions in the breasts and etc. And that's so. uh, 9 to 11 Best time to have orange juice, solar time. Solar. Exactly. Lymphatic time, that's a good time to have it. That doesn't mean you can't have orange juice at 3 in the morning or at 6 in the morning sure. or whatever. Uh, it's just that sometimes there's targeting times when you want to target something more exactly. But you're not breaking any kind of cardinal sin of solar nutrition by having an orange at four in the, uh, 2 in the morning, 4 in the morning, or, or 11.30. We yeah. often eat yeah. our oranges, uh, orange juice, at uh, just before noon, between eleven thirty and twelve. Mm. Sister, Ma Sister Mary Chronobotic will not slap your hand with a ruler. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so meat, which I'm doing a lot of these days, it's easier to, to digest and assimilate noon, high noon, when the sun is like. Digestion is based largely on heat. heat. So you get more heat. You get more heat. You get aid from the environment at that point. And it's well known that in cold weather, the stomach temperature goes down. Huh. Even in wet weather, it goes down, and it's not as efficient. You have to do something to heat it up. Now, what do people do? Drink a cold liquid with their stomach and turn off the heat. So a lot of times it takes, even at uh, a little cool it sometimes takes a half hour for the stomach to turn on again yeah it's no it's no great harm it just slows down digestion and sometimes you can gain more weight that way often people gain weight they can't figure it out it's just simply because they're drinking cold liquids with their food and it holds the food in their stomach now they're told cold liquids helps you lose weight because it burns calories it's exactly the opposite. the opposite so you know i've been drinking quite a bit of this uh you get this bubbly water, mineral water at the HEB from Italy, and I put some lime in it. It's real cold and it's hot here. It just tastes great and refreshing. Any downsides to drinking uh, the water with the CO2 bubbles in there? I guess, I don't know. Only if you retain gas. Uh, oh. If you retain gas, then you can belch and you can pass gas too. But uh, it can happen. Uh, carbon dioxide is a refrigerant. So it actually can help cool you more than just the plain water, the plain liquid. Yeah, it kind of feels good as much as I like the hydrogen water. Boy, it's 100 degrees out and you put a little lime in that fizzy water. It's really kind of, kind of refreshing, almost like having a cocktail, you know. You go, oh, it's like a little cocktail. But so the CO2... <laughs> it is. Before refrigeration, they'd use the carbon dioxide and kind of that's get they a did. cooling yeah. effect. Yeah. I'm going to send Ray Pete that... Uh, that vest I found, he asked me to send it to him where you can, they use it for ozone. And I'm going to get one. And it's not very expensive, like 50 bucks. And it looks very nice. And it's going to come up to here. And then I'm going to get a tank. I found an aluminum tank so it's not too heavy to carry. And we'll get some CO2. And we're going to put it right down there. 
and just sit in there for an hour or so to CO2. So I'll let you know. I'm pretty excited about doing it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it. Have you ever done it? That is interesting. Yeah, have you ever yeah, done I, it? I, I, we've never done it. No. Right? Pete the thinks it's great. Is, he, he thinks it's great. You know? <laughs> the most we do is bag breathing, meditation, because meditation will slow your breath down quite a bit and retain carbon dioxide. And then, of course, sugar we use. And, yeah. A sugar used to, that increases carbon dioxide, right? Right. Interesting. It helps for infections, too. All kinds of things. I've gotten rid of abscesses with just sugar. If, if I have to go to the heavy guns, I go to aloe or thieves oil. But sugar works often. Now, sometimes it takes a teaspoon, and sometimes it takes about five tablespoons. Wow. And I just I, I suck on it slowly and slowly. Strangely enough, I can't oil pull with sugar because the reflex to swallow it is so strong. I think my record of holding <laughs> sugar in my mouth is five minutes. Really? Salt I can hold in all day. Olive oil, other things, you know. But, huh. but sugar, forget it. So yeah, but that, thing. that doesn't affect your blood sugar. You okay? I mean, you don't feel all that. Sugar? You know, I never had teeth problems until I started worrying about sugar. When <laughs> I was a kid, you think we had piles of candy on Halloween. Sure, we, we all had candy, right? And in apartment buildings, we went out with multiple trips of shopping bags. And the floor was piled a foot deep in candy and and all kinds of those little uh, what are those little uh, Halloween candies and chocolates and everything, and we gorged ourselves on that. Sure. My mother finally threw some of it out when it got old, but but we ate lots of it. And I ate candy, and I never went to the dentist. I didn't go to a dentist till a year after I got out of high school. Yeah. And he found a few cavities, is all. Then the cavity started when he told me how to brush my teeth, how to do this and do that, and I followed all those instructions. Then I started getting cavities. Hmm. You know, as you know, I've been eating a lot of meat, uh, meat and eggs, goat milk, butter. Um, that's it. You know, a couple pieces of fruit now and then, and ghee. You know, and my blood sugar in the morning is like forty or fifty. I mean, that's crazy low. I mean, <laughs> and I feel okay. But you know, if I were when I was doing carbs, if my blood sugar would be that low, I would be, I'd be bouncing off the walls and need to eat. You know what I mean? It's crazy. You know, people uh, often discount the way they feel. I think that's the most important is, thing, right? and the way you can tell your health. I don't need a test to tell me I'm feeling foggy this morning or right. feeling <laughs> weak or feeling. And, and some days I feel really good, and some days I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. There actually is a wrong side of the bed because it has to do with the nostrils and things like that. Probably, yes. There's all kinds of environmental effects and all kinds of psychological effects. People often get depressed when an anniversary of something happens, and they don't even have to remember it. Hmm. Your body remembers everything. Yeah. So if you had a relative that died and you wake up that morning and feel bad, or even if there's a relative near you that's uh, dying at the time, you can have a trauma. These things affect us in ways we have uh, no idea until we start to meditate and feel it. Then we can feel it happen. Hmm. Here's an email from Ellie. A great show on the oxalates with Sally K. Norton making adjustments. I now I'm only doing five almonds and one teaspoon of cocoa and Kabbalah <laughs> coffee. I tossed the beans and charred local meat at farmer's market. Very pricey, but I'll stretch it going to try some more meat. What does Adam think about the oxalate? Did he hear the Sally Norton show? 
Well, I've kind of been on a high oxalate diet for a while. <laughs> for a while, you do. Yeah. <laughs> they have a use in the morning because oxalates are used in, in the drug industry to thin blood. Hmm. And we have thicker blood uh, during the morning. So Ray Pete goes so far as saying, don't wake up till 8 o'clock because otherwise you're in danger. Now, that's going a little too far. Yeah. Imagine a farmer told, you can't go out and milk your cow at 2.30 in the morning, which I know farmers that do that. <laughs> they even regard farmers as having disease because if you wake up at 2.30 in the morning, something is wrong with you. Well, uh, all the farmers in the world, the local here, they have to get up before dawn to get to the market even. Some of them come from 300 miles away and get here. <laughs> so... But anyway, uh, oxalates have a purpose. You can eat too much of them, definitely. You can make them internally, too. Uh, potatoes have them. I'm, I've been eating a lot of uh, high oxalate foods like uh, beets almonds. and potatoes. Can you eat a lot of almonds? And they're high oxalates, right? Yeah. I, we, I eat about uh, 15 almonds is well, what I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're, they're the highest, probably all the nuts. Maybe Brazil nuts. Uh, otherwise, the other ones are lower in oxalates, but almonds are high in oxalates. And as you said, and then she confirmed um, that the body makes its own share of The liver makes oxalates as well. I'm not sure why they <laughs> Why it does. According to the research, uh, sixty to forty to sixty percent of oxalates are made internally in our colon. And the slower your liver and the slower your colon is, and here's the really humorous thing: the oxalates are made from glycine, collagen, and uh, glycerin. That's really strange to me. And vitamin C. All clinics, if you look at kidney clinics, they say if, if you have a kidney problem and are worried about getting an oxalate kidney stone, do not take vitamin C. Yeah. Hmm. All the kidney clinics say that because vitamin C is what makes it. When I first read that in the Merck manual uh, and then forgot about it, I thought I had hallucinated reading that, that vitamin C could cause it. But only recently when I started reinvestigating oxalates, I was right. The Merck manual was right that we make oxalates from vitamin C. And one of the worst ones is the uh, another one is calcium citrate. Uh, it's another one that makes oxalates, oxalates. out of that. Oh. So, yeah. For me, Adam, but you know, it's we really get him rhubarb is bad news. <laughs> yeah, that's how one. It's for me. It's really fun seeing if I can get to more um, dead center solid feeling exactly how I feel in my body. You know what I mean? That, 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 that clarity that, so you could actually feel how foods affect you. And I've really been playing That's with it. That's the most important thing. It's so thing. fun. Despite what all the experts yeah, say. Whatever they say, man. You know, whatever they say. <laughs> but, um, so it's kind of fun. Experts say a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> you think? <laughs> So we're actually trained not to feel our body. That's right. The thing is, you wake up in the morning, what does my body feel like? What do my fingers feel like? What do my toes feel like? Mm -hmm. Hey, it feels pretty good today. I think mm -hmm. I'll go out and have a swim. I think I'll do something, yeah. Yeah, it's it's really, really interesting. Um, Patrick, where are you going to get the tank? Uh, I'll, I'll find the the um, the web address somewhere you can buy a tank. But uh, I've been reading a little bit on this, some of the chat rooms and they say and then Dr. Pete suggested to get an aluminum tank 
because they're very light. Because you can buy one of these tanks that are like a whole welding tanks. Those suckers are heavy, empty. You know, they're empty. You know, so you don't want to be carrying that thing around. <laughs> you never make it to your house. You know. I know. <laughs> I know. I wonder where you get CO two. I guess you just go to a welding place, huh? I don't know. I I think so. That's what that's what uh, Ray Pete Does says. So. Yeah, and we actually called the place and they had them. So we just haven't acted on it yet. Yeah. We're too much of a hermits. We're we're behind the walls there. We hide out. You guys we are. just go out for the farmer's market and we run back home as fast <laughs> as possible. <laughs> you guys are hermiting. We did go to a gardener's Saturday to pick up some pots for the aloes. Oh. Vibrant gal loves aloes. She's an aloe gal, I know, yeah. Oh, uh, big time. Big time. She's well, doing yoga now, of course. Yeah, of course. She always does yoga during the show. And... and uh, and then again, if, if if New Cellini and the commies out there do another shelter in place, you guys will be good because you do that all you do anyway. <laughs> yep, we're following the rules, strangely. You know, if everybody <laughs> followed the rules to an extreme extent, they'd relent. You can, yeah. you can. I learned you can exaggerate what they want you to do, and then they <laughs> just expect a certain amount of compliance just to uh, tease you to make you do what they want. But if you actually do it all the way and all production stops, where's their money coming from? Yeah, just don't buy anything. That's how you hurt them. (laughs) I stopped voting a long time ago. I learned that where you spend your money hurts them a lot more. (laughs) They they want the money. They don't care about the votes. Whoever's in office without money, they're not going to be in office very long. (laughs) Yeah, just leave them alone, you know. Yeah, here's an email for you. Mm-hmm. What is this? Are you two a are Patrick and Adam a deist? So then he has a deism, a religious belief holding that God created the universe and established rationality, comprehensible moral and natural laws, but does not intervene in human affairs through miracles or supernatural revelation. Most of the Founding Fathers were deists, not Christians, like many people claim. So what's a deism? What's a deist? Well, uh, the the emailer is correct. Uh, Most of our Founding Fathers were deists. Uh, And I have a little bit of an argument with that, because not with the idea that God just left the universe for us to take care of, but that there are no miracles now. That's the thing I disagree, because oh. I've seen many miracles myself, yeah. and it's not confined to a biblical thing. Uh, Thomas Jefferson rewrote the Bible. He took the miracles out. He said, that was all fiction. So he ah. wrote the Thomas Jefferson Bible. Lincoln wrote a treatise on how religion was really bad, and his lawyer buddy said, I wouldn't publish that. Your career isn't going to go anyplace if you release that. So he burned the book. So deists don't think uh, in miracles. Deists, what are what are are deists? A religious belief holding that God created the universe and established comprehensive, comprehensible moral and natural laws, but does not intervene. Basically, a theist believes that God is running the universe. A deist believes that God created the universe and we run it. 
because he figured we're responsible enough to do it, which makes sense I in a democratic so. uh, country like this. But there's, you know, it's a, again, it's a thought. It's a certain idea of thinking. Uh, Ray Pete has his own religion based on uh, Alfred North Whitehead that has to go with intellect. Uh, a mouse wants a super mouse for a god. A horse wants a super ho- a horse, and a human wants a superhuman. So, we all have our fixations of what it is, and really, we have to go within to find out, to find what out it is. what's going on. Yeah, that's where that's where God or whatever in or out. There's no in or out for God, <laughs> and there's no theories for God either. There is no ism. I S M. As soon as you see a word that has ism at the end, be suspicious. <laughs> Isms. We don't like isms. Isms. Whether it's fundamentalism or communism or whatever, as soon as you get that ism, run. Hide your wallet. <laughs> Hold on to your wallet. Happy Fourth, you two. My husband went to the doctor. His lungs are congested and he can't think straight. He's very tired, a bit dizzy, takes small steps holding on to things. Hmm. So he doesn't fall and is grouchy because he feels miserable. Wow. Doctor put him on amoxicillin antibiotic. I think it's from his CPAP machine that he never cleans, so we put new parts on it. Hopefully that was the cause of his sickness. His sodium is always low on his tests. So any thoughts, Adam, of what could make him feel better? Oh, so got a young lung, lung thing going on. Sodium is low. Is that any clue to anything? You know, lungs are grief. Grief. And it it probably is the easiest uh, emotion to associate with any organ is grief. You will see, and I've seen people who break up in their marriages and they get blood out of their lungs. They get flus. They get pneumonia. They go to the hospital. It is so common. I've seen it over and over again. And once I read about lungs being grief, I looked back and saw all these cases, including in my own life. So first of all, find out what grieves the person and figure ways to get over it, whether it's yawning or or screaming, whatever it takes to get over that grief. Now, one thing that will clear the lungs is you take some apple cider vinegar on a napkin Hmm. hold it up to your nose and breathe it in and cough and that will clear your lungs actually by doing that we used to travel uh when i traveled with my mentor adonal lay we had apple cider vinegar like that and we would breathe it in when we were in uh, downtown la or someplace where there were fumes and clear the lungs out and at one time when i had clients i would always clear their lungs by having them breathe apple cider vinegar regardless of what problem they came in with just breathing it on a on a yeah it's interesting just breathing it it will make you cough at first but Uh it actually clears your lungs and you'll find mucus coming out now you can take a dilute amount of it too much vinegar is actually damaging to the intestines and to your your tissue. But if you dilute it quite a bit, about two teaspoons of apple cider vinegar to eight ounces of water, and you swish it around in your mouth, uh, it, it can be really good. You can even swallow it. Vinegar isn't a good thing to take in the morning. It's better. The body handles it really well at noon and at midnight, hmm. at, at nighttime. Now, 
you've probably heard my story about getting cured of incurable arthritic gout by taking a calcium supplement with apple cider vinegar and honey. I was diagnosed in 1970 as having incurable arthritic gout. I would be on medication all of my life, the doctor said. And I, and I, for two nights alone, I did apple cider vinegar and honey, well, midday and nighttime only with a calcium supplement, complete cure. No. So what's up with that? I know, and the doctor was mad. He was actually angry. <laughs> And I said, so I guess I don't have to take this medication and basically fired me as a patient. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're just too smart there again. That's crazy. Isn't it? So how do you explain that physio physiologically? Do you know the, the calcium and the, and the you know, apple cider? You know, it was very strange. Uh, I, when I had the problem, I couldn't lift my arm up above my head and I was all stiff and everything. And... Uh, and so I, I read about it. And I, get, I go to an astrology book, and it said those between the Deccan of uh, so-and-so, which was my Deccan, uh, the mid-Deccan, the Gemini Deccan, I believe, of Aquarius, mm -hmm. just what are the coincidence that one week or two, and that says that you will have hardening of the, the bones and stiffness of the bones. Mm -hmm. Wow. So anyway, it said to take calcium lactate. So I took calcium lactate, didn't do anything. So uh, then the doctor, all that came about, I'm on medication and everything. I happen to be in the library and being an addict, I take every magazine and start from A and work down to Z and go through the magazines. Well, I found the A.R.E. Journal, which is the Edgar Casey Journal. Sure. And in it, it said, take apple cider vinegar and honey three mm. times a day with your meals with a calcium supplement. That will take care of arthritis. Now, hmm. for some reason, I thought, it doesn't seem right to take it with breakfast. I'm going to take it with lunch and dinner. I did it for two nights, two days, and it was gone. And so I wow. stopped taking it. I figured if it worked, why do I want to keep taking That's it? That's crazy. But anyway, and it, it was worked. really painful. It was really painful, and it just went away. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could barely move my... Now, I didn't realize that I had marital issues <laughs> with my both my first and second wife because I had a similar thing happen with my first wife, and the divorce cured it. So this one... I got cured without the divorce, and my second wife was a very, very pleasant person. Actually, my first was too. She bore my both my kids, but it's me. <laughs> you know, I always they did it. Those ex-wives did it. They did it to I, me. Uh, did, yeah. Takes two to tango. <laughs> Do you think there's such a thing as a this classic um, autoimmune thing that people talk about that the body can attack itself unknowingly? I think the mind attacks <laughs> attacks us when that happens. Sure. Yeah, yeah, because we're we're taught the body attacks yourself. Okay, now Freud had a death wish. It's really true. Many people want to die, and, and they commit suicide. Do they want to do it painlessly? Menninger found that people commit suicide in the horriblest way. Yeah, jumping into machinery. What's up with that? Why don't you just take some pills or something? Go to sleep. You know? That is a good question because <laughs> if I go, I want to go smooth. One time a guy came into Adonis Lay's clinic and said, I want to commit suicide. So Adonis went in with a uh, and comes out with a knife. He says, here you go, brother. And the guy said, uh, I don't think I want to do it that way I think I do uh, it that with way. a knife. So O'Donnell went into the kitchen. He comes out with a pill and with the knife and said, you want it smooth or you want it crude? And the guy laughed. And then O'Donnell said, things can't be 
that bad if you can laugh. So we asked Adano, what would have happened if, you, if he took the knife? I would have thrown water on him. Then he not only would have apologized, but he would have helped me cling up the water as well. Mm-hmm. Because our ego is tied into our dry self. And when you put water on your clothes, uh, your whole conception of yourself falls apart. Mm-hmm. And you can get a new conception of who you are. You know, I'm thinking that this, this autoimmune meme that so many, even the natural and other doctors think is going on, it could possibly be going on physiologically, but I agree with you. I think it's more a spiritual, mental issue where people don't like their liver or they're afraid of their liver or they don't, you know what I mean, or they're angry, whatever, or they're afraid of their heart attacking itself. Or, And I think that's what's going on and that energy is what's causing the body to attack it. I am 100% yeah. behind you. I, That's my belief. Yeah. That's yeah. what it feels like. That's what it feels yeah. like. The body is here to serve us. Yeah. We're the ones that mess it up. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> With stinking thinking. Stinking thinking will do it every time. Adam Bergstrom, Patrick Timpone, as we're live here on Memorial, or Memorial, it was um, Independence Day, the 4th of July, a little bit after 11 o'clock. We are live. If you'd like to be on the show, Triple A. 663-6386. Another reminder, um, Shen Blossom and Blue Shield both have sales going on today, July 4th, and Tuesday, July 5th, till midnight, 18% off Shen Blossom and Blue Shield, promo code 1radio. So if you've been thinking about these products, be a great time to do it today, Monday, or tomorrow, Tuesday. Um, Tom Luongo will be here around noon tomorrow. Here's an email for Adam Bergstrom. When Adam was compiling the impressive amount of historical information for his Mesmerism and Miracles and Mesmerism and Miracle Companion, number one ebooks, what were some of the most amazing examples of physical healing, regeneration of the human body that he came across? You know, one of the most amazing ones happened in 1951 where a medical doctor who was also a hypnotist uh, wanted to hypnotize this boy that he thought had a rash. And the surgeon didn't tell him he had a genetic disease uh, called fish scale disease where he had no sweat glands. Mm. So he said, yeah, hypnotize him, see what you can do realizing thinking he's going to really fool the guy because he can't do anything well the guy the hypnotist did not know that it wasn't a rash and he convinced the boy under hypnotism that it was a rash and he cured it in other words he grew sweat he he grew uh pores into his skin and the scales fell off they were actually mad at him this happened in england and even the medical association uh, excoriated him for, for curing the kid. He's still cured. He lives in San Francisco, last I heard. Right. He was cured of this genetic disease. So that's amazing. The other one, uh, another good example is uh, in the AMA Journal. This was a long time ago. There was a guy on his deathbed. He could barely breathe, and they were just waiting for him to die, and he couldn't even get out of the bed. So at 2 in the morning, one of the other patients 
started yelling that the guy's not in his bed anymore. <laughs> and they see an open window. They figured he it's a rainy night. He jumped out of the second-story window and committed suicide. Is that but right? there's no body down there. So two hours later, he had been running around the ledge in the rain, running around a ledge, which is like takes an athlete to do anyway, <laughs> all night. Oh, up in the building. And then a came ledge. back in the window. Yeah. Two stories up. Yeah. <laughs> and was fine. Now, how did he do that? That was reported in the AMA Journal. Those are things that the guy couldn't even get out of his bed. And then suddenly he gets the whim to go out the window, open it up in the rain, and run around the building all night. So, yeah, both of those, those are, are a really good example of as our true self, which we call soul, when they think they can do something or somebody convinces that we can with hypnotism, that the body will do whatever it wants. It, it will do what, what the soul wants. Yep. And then the thing is, why not hypnotize ourselves? Sure, the same thing. And just take the word hypnotism away. Yeah. Convince ourselves we can do it. And once we do, we can get to that state. Yeah. We've all seen mothers who lift automobiles up to save their kids. These things happen. Uh, Donald Lay, my mentor again, he told me that hate can make you really strong as a warrior, but love is even stronger. The power of love can lift that yeah. Uh, that vehicle even better than the power of adrenaline can. You know those little uh, thyroid things that I I sent you um, that uh, you can get in Mexico. What is it called? Ceno Plus, something like that. Ceno Plus. You know that one. Hmm. They're little thyroid things. Ceno. Oh, oh, the the, the thyroid. Yeah. Uh, Cytomil. Yeah, Cytomil or Ceno Plus. Was it Ceno Plus? I think one is Cyta Plus and one is Cytomel. Uh, I'm experimenting with them now. I haven't taken them in a few days because, weirdly enough, they started giving me uh, migraines, sure. uh, headacheless migraines. Yeah. Basically, I get a light show. I don't get any headache or anything, just a light show. <laughs> like if I was looking at you, I'd be looking through these jagged little lines there. Uh, the first time I had them, was uh, in 2000, I think, at the library. Suddenly, I thought I had a detached retina. Then, in a book that they later threw away, I randomly opened it uh, a week later. Never have seen anything about Coke lights before that or after. And there was Coke lights, and I looked at it. That's my designs. <laughs> but then it said you can have it from cocaine or from headacheless migraines, which I'd never heard about. Then I worried less. I got them regularly over the years, and they had stopped pretty much for the last six or eight months until I took the darn Cytomel. <laughs> yeah. But uh, so I don't know. I think I think they have helped me in energy, but the Progestee I think did more for me than the Cytomel. Yeah. But I'm going to experiment with it more because I want to give uh, uh, to see what Ray Pete is talking about with thyroid. And I know my thyroid is lower because I've done the thyroid test, and I can feel the energy, that my energy is not the same today as it was two years ago. So I know something's up, and I've got some kind of uh, cognitive problem going on that I need to solve too, because the drug is just, uh, it's just a symptom of what's really going right. on. The, uh, the words you use.